appreciate you all being here. Uh, I will be watching, of course, the Rumble Rant, and I'm seeing you all lined up already over at the Twitter Spaces. We, uh, excuse me, at the uh, Restream. We appreciate you being there on your various platforms. And we're having trouble with the Twitter Spaces, speaking of Twitter Spaces, where it just doesn't seem to want to work today. So we may not have Twitter Spaces up and going. But do check the if you're have anybody that's uh, interested in hearing the program. Of course, we are streaming on the usual sites. Today's guest is Dr. Thomas Binder. He is a cardiologist, and he uh, spoke out uh, about some of the less than wise decisions in the early days of the COVID pandemic. And for having done so, he was uh, in declared um, incompetent and forced, it seems like, by government entities to either go to a psychiatric hospital or take certain psychiatric medications or both. So we'll explore what happened to Dr. Binder. Uh, and this may be one of the uh, extraordinary stories of this extraordinary experience after this. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. However, today it appears I will not be saying it on Twitter Spaces. Uh, that just will not cooperate with us today. But we will be streaming out on all the usual platforms. And as I was telling you, Dr. Thomas Binder is here with us. Forced into a psychiatric setting uh, for allegedly uh, possible diagnosis of mania, hypomania. Uh, reminder, we have Naomi Wolf coming up on April 18th, uh, Tuesday. Also Tuesday 25th, uh, Dr. Asim Malhotra. Those are both at 3 o'clock. And Wednesday, April 26th, Dr. Robert Malone comes back to give us an update on some of his thoughts. And I'm seeing some rather interesting things going on in his world. And uh, I'm also over there on the Rumble Rants. I see you guys now. Thank you for stopping by. Let me tell you a little more about my guest today. He is a cardiologist. Uh, before, however, he developed, he was given a doctorate in immunology and virology. So he comes from um, honest training in the field that was in question. Uh, his uh, became an internist like myself and then a fellowship in cardiology. 24 years as a practicing physician in Switzerland. And I always thought Switzerland was sort of a level-headed uh, sort of a place I might escape to one day if this country goes a little too crazy. You can uh, follow Dr. Binder at uh, Twitter, Thomas underscore Binder, B-I-N-D-E-R. And he has uh, thomasbinder.com. Uh oh, C H Caleb, is that correct? Is that what I'm seeing there? Yes, I'm that's not used correct. To that uh, that C H. Please welcome Dr. Thomas Binder. Thank you for having invited me, Dr. Jake. It, it it is a fascinating story, uh, I, and I hope you will um, allow me to sort of put you on the hot, you know, put the heat on you a little bit to sort of challenge some of the things that happened to you to so sort of. You know, two peers talking about something that happened is going to be different than when you have a journalist interviewing you or something. And my hope is it will help refine your story. So why don't you first tell people who you are and what happened, what you were saying and what happened? Well, I studied medicine in Zurich, Switzerland. Then, as you mentioned, I 
wanted to find out whether I should go into research or into clinics. So I spent more than a year in the Institute of Immunology and Virology, wrote my thesis there. I decided to go into clinics. So I specialized in internal medicine and then in cardiology and had 35 years of experience, first 10 years in the hospital and 25 years now in my private practice as a cardiologist and internist also a little bit for my cardiology patients. Yeah, well, in February 2020, I, I immediately realized maybe because I have this combined scientific and clinical background, I, me I immediately realized that this whole corona, prevailing corona narrative is utter unscientific nonsense from A-like, highly likely, no epidemiologically relevant asymptomatic transmission to said like zero COVID is an intellectual absurdity. And as it is my duty as a doctor to explain to my patients their medical condition in a way that they as lay people can understand and then decide how to proceed, I immediately felt it is my duty as a doctor to inform the populace about this medical condition of the whole society so that they can decide how to handle it. And so I started to write emails to fellow doctors, friends, journalists I knew, politicians I knew, explained them that indication to test is wrong, the test is wrong, highly likely no epidemiologically asymptomatic transmission, that even Anthony Fauci himself wrote in an editorial in the New England Journal of Medicine on February 28, 2020, that highly likely the virus is not more dangerous than influenza and all that. And I didn't get any response. This was interesting. Not even a response like Thomas, you're crazy or so, just no response. So as I couldn't reach the public or journalists, I wrote blogs. I intensified my activity in the social media. And uh, one blog I wrote on Thursday before Easter 2020, where I explained the whole thing. And that was clicked about 20,000 times within 24 hours. So for Switzerland, that was not bad. I thought, wow, I, I didn't understand why me, an ordinary doctor, should inform Switzerland and maybe the whole world. But, uh, well, I did it. And I thought, well, other fellow doctors will do the same. And in a week or so, this narrative will have collapsed. But, well, something else happened. On Saturday, on Sunday, I wanted to, on Easter Sunday, I wanted to go on holiday with my wife for a week. So on Saturday in the evening, I did some final work in my practice. And then I was brutally arrested by an anti-terrorist unit. 20 police officers brutally arrested me in my practice. And in, in this whole action, 60 policemen were involved. At the same time, they protected all the ministers of my province in Switzerland. And the reason, I'm, I mean, I must stress that it was not directly the government that came after me, but a good acquaintance of mine wrote, uh, read also the emails I wrote to him as well, blogs, my tweets and all that stuff. And in this, he saw threats, mainly threats of the government, but threats of the populace. I mean, I say this, this is not the killer virus. Huh? And he called another good acquaintance of mine, the prime minister of the province where I live in Switzerland. And he told him, 
I would threaten the government, the society, I was armed, and I had a psychiatric history. And I mean, both, both have my handy number stored on, on their handy. They didn't decide to call me, Thomas, we don't understand what you try to explain us. Maybe we can meet for a corona and you can explain us again. No, they decided to inform the chief police, uh, the chief of the state police. And so this action started. And after an hour, they realized there was no threat. I was not armed and I had no psychiatric history. They could not put me in jail. So from whatever reason, they sent an emergency doctor to me, an internist. And you must imagine at that time, she already wore a hardcore FFP2 mask and shouted out, put on the mask, put on the mask, the virus, the virus. So this colleague had to check my mental status. And it started somewhat like this. Uh, what is the date? I answered April 11th, 2020. Maybe the third question was, what is the current year? And well, this was not really intelligent, of course, but it was a kind of silent protest. I answered 1984. And I explained to the whole narrative, the editorial by Anthony Foss in the New England Journal of Medicine, so on and so forth. And then she decided I would suffer from corona insanity. So she invented a new diagnosis. I never heard of an ICD code for this. And she decided, as I was not uh, endangering others, I was self-endangering, although in, in tweets I posted some days before something like I'm 58 years old, sporty and no medication and would never ever commit suicide because I knew, well, there might be some risk uh, when I go public. Might be risk of what? Yeah. I didn't hear the last part. Somebody taking his life. Yeah, well, oh, oh, I see. Uh, I, I, yeah. well, Jeez, what a story. Uh, that's I mean, a good I idea, though. Say I have no... Might be attacked. Yeah. All right. Let, let me let me back up a little bit. I have just some odds and ends I want to kind of clear up. Have you tried to sue that physician who uh, was so uh, inappropriate and so off base in terms of her evaluation? And so, by the way, um, dishonest in terms of the documentation? Well, I mean, we we launched many lawsuits in Switzerland. For example, a big, a big lawsuit against the Swiss regulator, Swiss Medic, in last July. Hundreds of pages, with hundreds of pages of scientific evidence, where we uh, helped these lawyers, uh, other scientists, and me. And this was this was not is not dealt with. I mean, it's the same everywhere. All all institutions totally fail. Also, the touristic. The, the judicial uh, part, I I just, my weapon, for example, my weapon was the, the gun I got in 1980 when I entered Swiss military service. And when I left military service as a prime lieutenant about 20 years ago, I kept this at home. This is usual in Switzerland. This is legal. legal. They found it where I had stored it at home without ammunition. So only to get back this weapon just to just to 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 be reinstated just to uh, be vindicated uh, i uh, 
I, I, I tried to get back this weapon. I spent already 15,000 Swiss francs for this and without, uh, without success. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a loss of, of time, energy and money. So, uh, it, it's the populace. I mean, it's the populace who realizes we were on the right side of history and, uh, I think I think this is the way we must inform the populace, and they thank us uh, for for standing up against this insanity. And then, well, I must and, say and so then, a psychiatrist diagnosed mania, as you mentioned. The psychiatrist then diagnosed mania. The first thirty-six hours I spent in a padded cell in isolation, and then the psychiatrist diagnosed mania. Of course, the psychiatrist lived also in this context of delusion. He thought I am insane. And uh, of course, I appealed, and uh, the court decided yes, they must release me. But they gave me two options. They said, "Well, you want to continue to work, so we give you two options: either you stay in the psychiatric hospital for six weeks to have treated this mania, or you can leave and continue to work. But then you have to take a neuroleptic Abilify, and whether I took or not was weakly controlled by a blood level exam. So." These were really Soviet-style psychiatric methods, uh, of course. Yeah, and then, of course, I decided to do the latter. After some weeks, my liver enzymes were so I was happy that my liver didn't like uh, Abilify. The liver enzymes were elevated three, four times, so I could stop it and I could free myself from this governmental psychiatry and uh, go to a private psychiatrist, where I had to, whom I had to visit about every six weeks because the medical authorities demanded, of course, that the psychiatrist checks whether I'm mentally stable and allowed to, to treat patients. What, what do you imagine happened to your government? They've always seemed very um, rational, even. Did, did, did all those years of being buttoned up finally just blow apart in a mass uh, sort of formation psychosis? What, what do you imagine happened? Or was it just a few people that had that that delusion, the preoccupation, the 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 viral panic that sort of held sway over others? I mean, I think my case shows nicely what's happening. Obviously, the society is divided in a in a way that we never uh, experienced before, and this doesn't happen uh, naturally. This, of course, means that the huge part of, of the humanity is caught in the context of delusion, is living in a sect or a cult. And of course, everybody says, oh, I'm the realist, you are living in a cult. Huh? And, and, right. and in, in, in this situation, we have always to question ourselves 100 times, am I absolutely sure that I'm the realist and that I'm not the deluded? Right. And this yes, question yes. we can only answer if we look at the reality as soberly as possible. So I always try to present to the public, look, this is the reality. This is scientifically evidence-based. Now compare this to what is told to you by the government, by the authorities. But your question, I think, is strength of this power of delusion is extremely powerful. This is, it's amazing. I mean, for, for the first moment, you think, oh, well, they, they are all evil. But I'm quite sure. but most of them are not evil. They are just totally deluded, as most people were. And of course, I think in, in key positions, I mean, 
we must realize that, that this was planned, planned over decades. And I guess in key positions, they, they installed some people who act who, who are really evil. But I think mo probably most people, even in higher ranks of, of the, polit in the politics and the health authorities, etc., are just totally deluded, totally brainwashed. Yeah, there was this uh, industry of pandemic policy and pandemic readiness, sort of pandemic ink, so to speak. And they were in their bubble, and many of them had never practiced medicine. Many of them were pediatricians, because that's where all the vaccines were administered. And, uh, and many of them weren't even physicians. And so how could we expect that they would have the nuanced risk-reward kind of instinct that we have naturally? You know, we looked at what was happening and went, wait a minute, the panic, the consequence, the mental health consequence, the, uh, you know, the, the, the lack of sunshine and exercise, all this is, this is going to have a net bad effect. Yes, this is a terrible virus. Yes, this is a bad thing. There are other ways to approach this. But just saying those words at that time were anathema. They were, they were met with uh, aggression. And again, I'm, I'm wondering what we need to do to, because there's still people that believe all everything they did was the right thing and are continuing to do stuff that really makes no sense. Children masked. I see people with masks outdoors. I see people masking, masking at all, frankly. We, we were very clear that the paper mask, the cloth mask just, just don't work. I mean, the evidence is so clear. People want to wear an N95. Okay, fine. But the, the, that we are doing these things to this day does some more sort of significant action to help raise awareness or to point out the the objective failures so they don't happen again? Yes, I think that, that it is rather difficult. The longer this goes on, the more difficult it 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 becomes to 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 educate the populace because. Nobody, nobody wants to admit that he was fooled and that, that he was fooled for three years. And especially because the solution is that simple. I mean, we were always told the world is incredibly complicated. We have to trust the experts. We cannot understand anything. But in fact, it is incredibly right. simple. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of multi-billionaire psychopaths who create all our problems. And, and we must just, uh, kick them uh, into nowhere land and then our problems are solved well let, when you i i hope you have your tongue embedded in your cheek much like you did when you said 1984 when you say things like that which that certainty because that does sound a little bit excessive that i, I want us to i want us to find a middle zone it, and it may or may not be true that they are sort of involved with this um but there were certainly many 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 more players than just those guys Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, the people sometimes think such a conspiracy in such a conspiracy, each and every doctor and journalist must be involved. No, this is not true. Most people uh, collude un uh, 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 unknowingly. I mean, they, such a, a conspiracy started by a bunch of psychopaths, and then many, many people jump on the bandwagon because. Of per, for personal gain, maybe for money, uh, to to gain uh, to for career reasons, for appreciation, or for whatever. And and it's, it was always like this. Every banality of evil. The problem in in in, in such a banality of evil is not the 
a bunch of psychopaths, even not the many narcissistic black guys who jump on their bandwagon, but the silent majority. This is the main problem, the silent majority, and we have to wake up the silent majority. But this this is rather difficult, and now we have these, these uh, problem with the injections. So, of course, nobody wants to wants to see this this incredible damage i mean if well, you ask me well, well let me let me evil. let me interrupt on that if you don't mind D didn't is it not the case that switzerland just today suspended all vaccine therapy uh at least any any mandate or any recommendation it's now up to individual physicians exclusively it, it's not not everything that is reported is true I mean, I, I often uh, <laughs> read that we, they stopped the vaccinations. This is not true. For the moment, for the moment in spring, summer, they they gave no recommendation. So for the moment, there is no recommendation to get another shot. But this does not mean that, that they, they we stopped everything. Uh, to the contrary, Swiss Medic, the Swiss regulator for drugs and vaccines, uh, some weeks ago, prolonged the temporary authorization. In Switzerland, it's not called emergency use authorization, it's called a temporary authorization. These injectables were authorized for two years, and they prolonged it now for another five years from five-year-olds up. So uh, it, it's not... It's, it, it's so, not really so I want to stopped. make sure I'm hearing you. No, so it's, it remains a... So, so in yeah, this sure. country, we recommended first. We rec it's being being harshly, strongly recommended for six months and above. You're yeah. saying recommendations have ceased, but the approvals continue for most ages. Correct? Exactly. It's possible that in autumn they okay. they will recommend it again. This this we don't know yet. So it's not it's not like it portrays by some people that uh, that the the the, uh, the authorization. Uh, was, uh, was right was halted it's just a recommendation and for the moment in switzerland almost nobody got the vaccine and there is another there is some pressure on the government as well maybe you know we had two referendums against the covid law it, the covid law gave the authorities these uh, authoritarian uh, measures this uh, and now, currently, there is the third, uh, will be the third uh, referendum against the COVID law in July. So this this puts pressure on the on the government as well. And of course, they want to calm down the people a little bit. Uh, yes, we we are not uh, we are we are sane, we are reasonable, but we do not know what what will happen if if this is not uh, if the COVID law is is will be accepted again. This might also be some tactics of, of the of the government. So so let me I'm going to I'm going to just push back on you personally a little bit, if you don't mind, just again, refine your story as best we possibly can. You you seem like a very even, rational, caring, careful, reasoned person. Sometimes you say some things that are pretty extreme and you say them on Twitter and you say them a lot. Uh, I tried to get through March and I couldn't even scroll through March of 2023. Um, and I thought, hmm, what is that? I could see why somebody might call that hypomania or something. What, what are you doing? Well, no, I mean, 
as I said, in February 2020, I, I realized all this is nonsense. And I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about life and death. I mean, it's my duty as a doctor to inform the populace. I saw this whole insanity. I saw that, that this is threatening the livelihoods and even the lives of, of many people. So it was my duty as a doctor to inform the populace. The populace. No, Maybe I get you. you. I hear you. Somewhat, high, somewhat hyperactive. But I thought, well, this information must go out. This must spread. This must become viral. And in a week or so, this this will uh, the, the, the Corona narrative will have collapsed. So I was maybe a little bit hyperactive, yeah. but I think the people can understand. Uh, yeah, can, can understand a little. No, bit you were you were. Listen, I I I remember that I remember what that all felt like. I see why people would get very upset and and. Uh, active and mobilized and and i was feeling some of the same stuff at the time we sort of um gave up here because it was just you know it was a tidal wave and they just that's the way it was going to be and that's that um but i did spend a lot of time myself trying to help people understand what was going on and to calm everybody down because the the panic was the really big problem the panic was only going to make things worse and only harm people and, uh, you know, when I think back, I kept telling our own mayor here in Los Angeles to shut up, stop saying shelter in place. That is reserved for a nuclear holocaust. That is when something horrible is about to happen. There's, there's no word. You can't say anything more alarming than shelter in place. Tell people don't congregate, isolate the, you know, protect the, whatever you got to say, but shelter in place. They insisted on using language that was the most disturbing possible. And so I understand why you would get excited. I just want to examine as objectively as possible, though, why, why people would put you in the hospital and, and make sure we're not missing something. Because as you know, when people get manic and hypomanic, they often have no perception of how they are objectively, and then they don't remember it when it's all over. So, so the only residual for you would be Twitter. So do you look back on your Twitter and think, oh, maybe that was a bit too much. I can see where they got a little bit alarmed. Well, I really, I started to, to whisper a little bit and then I, I was talking a little bit louder and always a little bit louder because nobody wanted to hear me. And, and in the end, yeah, maybe I, I cried a little bit too loud. Yeah, this is, this is possible. For some people, it might have been a little bit too loud, but it was really a development. And of course, I always advocate, advocated for peaceful resistance, peaceful resistance. And as you said, it is the duty of our doctors to calm down the populace, not to frighten the populace. I mean, if, if I have a patient with a serious disease, for example, yeah. cancer, yeah. Would, I would never ever yeah. tell him, oh my God, you have right. cancer. I can't help yes. you go home. You will die. You're going to die. I mean, oh my God, run away. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so oh, insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. I will try to calm yeah. you. I will say, yes, of course, there's a serious condition, but there are some solutions. We can find a good way. If, if we can fight this right. together and we have a good chance to win. So we have to calm the people. Right. And, and the reason, there's a reason you do that. Right. And the reason you do that is that fear harms, panic harms, both mental health and all outcomes. We know that. And so for them to be using fear, frankly, is sort of a, you know, I don't want to get caught up in too strong a language, but I, I have strong words to say about 
what I think about people using fear on the general population, unless there is an asteroid coming or unless there is a nuclear holocaust on the way, then maybe a little bit of fear is warranted. It's still not going to help, really, but uh, you know, but that's neither here nor there. So, so um, there's a lot more to talk about. It, it's interesting. Um, Want to hear a little more? Because because we are sort of on the other side of things now. Things are a bit different now, and I'm sort of trying to formulate my own opinions about vaccine therapy and whatnot um let's do this uh let's take a little break uh and then we'll keep going with dr thomas binder, binder is it binder or binder it's actually binder but i'm used that uh, english speaking yeah. people usually call me binder <laughs> okay fair enough well, and binder it's thomas underscore I'm going to be a little bit uh, respectful of the language, underscore Binder, uh, B-I-N-D-E-R, uh, and uh, check him out there. And, and, and I do want to, I want you to think during the break about the question I asked you a few minutes ago, because this is, this is almost the most um, confused, I, I get very confused when, when, about many of these things that have happened. But I, back to the Swiss government, it seems so out of character for the functioning of the government of Switzerland, or, or am I misjudging or misunderstanding what it's like to live under that government? It seems to me as an outsider, extremely out of character for them to have behaved like this. So when we get back, I want you to tell me, is that true? And if so, what do you think happened? Or am I just flat out wrong? It's <laughs> just in keeping with their behavior generally. We'll be right back with Dr. Thomas Bender. Springtime is here, and personally, I can get red and irritated skin during these months, especially when I travel. But now I have an extra layer of protection thanks to Genucel Skincare. Genucel's Ultra Retinol, formulated with the most powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and proprietary MDL technology, soothes irritation and visibly targets red, blotchy skin. And the under eye cream, of course, helps hide the bags and puffiness that you can get from travel and just lack of sleep generally. In fact, you might have witnessed the astonishing effects of GenuCell Redness Repair Intensive during a recent unplanned moment of our show, repairing my skin within minutes right before your eyes. That is how fast these products work. I know I'm a snob about the products I use on my face. Everybody knows it. Every time I go to the dermatologist's office, they're just rows and rows of different creams. Retinols, vitamin C cream, under eye cream, night creams. Scrubs. And then when I get to the counter, they're overpriced. All kinds of products that you can all find at GenuCell.com. I've fallen in love with this product at a fraction of the price. Visit GenuCell.com slash Drew today and check out the personalized packages from Susan and myself bundled with our favorite GenuCell serums and remember to use the promo code DREW for an extra 10% off. All orders are upgraded to free shipping. Plus, if you order now, every subscribe and save package gets a free spring spa package with three of GenuCell's best-selling spa products ready to try in the comfort of your own home. One more time, that is GenuCell.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Drew. Over the last few months, no doubt you've heard a lot about spike protein, certainly on this program. The reality is once lockdowns are well behind us, we will likely still be dealing with the effects of COVID and potentially the COVID-19 vaccines. Therefore, the spike protein may prove to be an important part of our story. With that in mind, I want to introduce you to the wellness company's spike support formula. Whether you've been vaccinated or not, spike protein may be something you have become concerned about. Good news is that there's some interesting research on how to potentially deal with it. Studies have suggested that natokinase and dandelion root are showing some potential in protecting you and your family. Our friend Dr. Peter McCullough and the team at the Wellness Company 
have the only product on the market that contains both natokinase and dandelion root. In addition to the natokinase and the dandelion root, the wellness company's Spike Sport formula also includes natural antioxidant ingredients such as black sativa, extract, green tea, and iris sea moss, all thought to help boost immune health. Go to twc.health slash Drew to order today. Use code Drew at checkout for 10% off today. Buy gold and get a free save to store it in. You heard right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group, now through March 31st, they will ship you a free save directly to your door. Here's the deal. Fed keeps raising rates because it is the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. But it isn't working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. And you've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in tax-sheltered retirement accounts. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Visit birchgold.com drew for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, visit B-I-R-C-H-Gold, birchgold.com slash D-R-E-W. And we are back with Dr. Thomas Binder. He's a cardiologist, also virologist, immunologist. And uh, Dr. Binder, before I have you answer my uh, question about the Swiss government, I just want to say thank you for uh, selecting Corona beer as something we should do to, to discuss the Corona pandemic insanity. I thought that was funny. So th thank you for sliding that in there. But as far as it pertains to the Swiss government, what, what, uh, what am I getting right or wrong there? Well, I think everybody around the globe has the same problem. We have to realize that obviously our governments that we trusted mostly before does not always work in the interest of the populace, but in, in, in others' interest. Uh, this is hard. This is hard to, to believe. This is, uh, this is hard to swallow. But, I, I mean, this is fact. I mean, I, and, well, I, I guess the quality of the politicians, but maybe we have to discuss a little bit about the, the current power structure. I guess the quality of politicians, but also of, of other people in powerful positions is not the same as it was 30, 40 years ago. I, I tweeted mm. once, arrogance, ignorance and power are a combustible mixture that someday had to blow up in our faces. And I think we see mm. this. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the quality mm. of most politicians. Honestly, I mean, I sometimes call them narcissistic village idiots. Honest. But nowadays, I prefer to call them urban idiots because it is the rooted people on the countryside that, that are much more reasonable. The most easily to be deluded are obviously the narcissistic academicians who cannot even, even have the idea to be wrong. And not only to be wrong, but to be completely wrong. This, is also, this was also interesting to realize. Huh? Obviously, us doctors and other academicians are much easier to, to, to be deluded as, as so-called common, ordinary people rooted in the reality. I have the highest respect for, for these so-called common people it's the problem is the academicians and uh, yeah probably uh, in these positions of power there are there is a lot of incompetence and of course these 
these mm. people at the same time they have no idea what they are talking about i mean for example in switzerland or in every country the politicians debated whether these vaccines should become mandatory i mean they have no idea what they are talking about and they make such decisions right. about life and death this is absolutely incredible and insane and this is the problem yeah and of course these these are the puppeteers of them are are psychopaths they can be easily deluded they have no idea so they are presented experts and these experts tell them what to do they trust these experts because they have no idea i think this is is the main problem so we have in the in the in the power in the, in the higher power echelons we have these uh, narcissists and above them we have the psychopaths uh, and yeah, mm. wonderful combination by the way <laughs> and the psychopaths managed to impose their psychopathy on the whole society and the, the psychopaths work incredibly simply simply they they just put everything upside down and this explains nicely the total insanity we see globally nowadays we live in a psychopathic anti-universe everything is is turned upside down Good is bad, war is peace, and etc. etc. Et Orwell and Huxley combined. Is it? I, I totally agree with the upside down thing. I've been saying that for a couple of years that, that I live in the upside down, and and I, I worry that it's just uh, that I come from another generation, so I'm not seeing something enlightened. I, I, I uh, but I, but it feels like the upside down. Certainly, isn't it also possible to to sort of pull upon theorists like the guys that wrote the Fourth Turning, that a certain kind of personality style takes over the populace at large as a sort of general quality of traits. Not that there is actual individuals necessarily raining down upon, but more that we all acquired through various changes in our family systems, environment, God knows what environmental influences, uh, we develop these certain traits. I, I sort of hearken to Christopher Lash and the culture of narcissism, that we've clearly gone through this big narcissistic turn. I wonder if we've gone, and you keep using the word psychopath, because that to me that's a real specific thing, but I wonder if we've gone to more of sociopathic sort of turn where we're all sort of getting some of those features such that the public mind as a global you know, entity, now that we're all connected especially, is developing these traits. Do you think there's something to that theory? I fully agree. I fully agree with you. I guess in the late 1970s, the age of narcissism started. I mean, look, I mean, everybody's running around with the handy shooting selfies. I mean, I, I for example, you certainly know that the Matterhorn, the Mont Serra in Switzerland, the famous mountain in, uh, near Zermatt. I, I photographed this 100 times or so, but I could never, ever have the idea to put my face in front of this nice mountain. But <laughs> nowadays, you only see such pictures. Uh, so we, we are currently at the height, height of this age of narcissism. And of course, nowadays, yeah. you must not be good, you must be a good actor. So then you go up in the, in the power, in the, in the hierarchy. And of course, at the top of this pyramid, we have the narcissists and also maybe that we do not have to debate whether they are psychopaths or sociopaths. Maybe we could just call yeah, them yeah. Uh, severe malignant narcissists, severe malignant narcissists. Yeah, so, so yeah. Of course they, there, I like that. They, I like that. They are there as well. And, and, uh, and of course, the problem is if you are a, if you are a, a good narcissist, you, you may become embarrassing if, if, if the dosage is too high. 
The problem is the malicious yeah. narcissist who devaluates other people, who has no empathy, no remorse, yeah. and and this, right. this is the problem. Yeah. But I, I fully agree. I think I, we so are I, at the head yeah, of narcissism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, uh, and, and I, and I think it's I. I wrote a book about narcissism about fifteen years ago, and I wanted to put in a chapter about other periods of history where severe narcissism has taken hold, and and I could find you know the the closest thing in our own time that I could find was pre-revolutionary France. I don't know if you have any opinion about that, but the destruction of the families, the fact that children were left routinely on the steps of orphanages, only one out of five survived, and just then the abuse of children and the sexualization of children by the time they were teenagers, and then the guillotines, <laughs> and then, then here it comes. Uh, I, I, that was, a, to me, the closest era to our own. Do you agree with that, or do you have your own theory? Yeah, well... <laughs> But what we see, I mean, we, we can also call it the neoliberal revolution. In 1947, in Switzerland, the Mont Pelerin Society was founded. I know, I know whether you know about this at the Lock of Geneva, mm -hmm. and there, this was hijacked by powerful multi-billionaires, and then thousands of NGOs were created, and they, this this was planned over decades. And they first invaded the universities. They took over the universities. I mean, look at, at the most famous universities. Currently, you learn that CO2, the elixir of life, is a poison. Huh? That, that sun, clouds, cosmic rays, oceans do not exist. But CO2, and not only CO2, the 4% anthropogenic climate, uh, anthropogenic CO2 are the climate's control knob. Honestly, this is totally insane as well. But this is the current ideology in our in our most famous universities. I mean, it's 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 insane. If I, I'm happy that I'm now not twenty, I mean, if I was twenty, where should I go to study? I mean, you have to write this nonsense in the exams, or you you don't pass. It's 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 really uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. And they, they try to destroy the family. They try to atomize, atomize the individuals. In the end, we should lose every self-confidence. In the end, they want us that we do not even know whether we are male or female. This is, this is the agenda. Uh, that the, the people... Uh, or for example, this is... A, Hannah Arendt. Hannah Arendt wrote in uh, Origins of Totalitarianism in 1951, the, I freely cited, uh, the ideal subject of any authoritarian rule is not the convinced communist or the convinced Nazi, but people who can no longer distinguish fact from fiction and truth from false. And I think this is what's happening. We are bombarded with information bits, fragmented, decontextualized information, and the people do no longer know what is true and what is false, and in the end, they do no longer know whether they are male or female. You, you mentioned, uh, I forget, I didn't, I, it was a term I'd heard following World War II, uh, banal, what was it, banal? Uh, banality of evil, banality of evil. Banality of banality. evil, banality of evil, which is, yeah, which is sort of the, the, um, Go ahead. 
Yeah, this was Hannah Arendt. I think she created this or, or reanimated this. I don't yeah. know, but it it yeah. it describes that that is there is a, a small conspiracy of evil people, and then the the the, the lackeys, the narcissistic lackeys, jump on the bandwagon and make this possible another penalty of evil possible. Only a few psychopaths had no chance. It is it is the many narcissistic black guys who jump on the bandwagon and then of course the silent majority who allowed that allows this to happen. Yeah, so we, we should we yeah, should forget the, our the banality, own yeah. yeah, I mean Hannah Arendt was a you know very yeah, well-known philosopher, and that's the point, which is that people go, you know, how could it, how could the average German have done what they did? Well, that's the banality of evil that people go right. along with stuff right. that they should be standing up to. But you, let's even if you did become aggressive or excessive, you still, by being honest and being motivated out of concern for the well-being of the populace, had to pay a huge price. Are you able to practice now? Do you have to still take medication? What's your current status? I never was aggressive. I mean, I I just wrote plain English. I mean, well, and just in the end, I mean, I you know, but, but Thomas, Dr. Bender, with full, full respect, I've read some, with full respect, I've read some of your tweets. They're, they're aggressive. But <laughs> they're aggressive. He, seems, he seems fine. No, like, of course he's he seems smart. Fine. That's what I'm saying. It's he's almost very, like he has too much intelligence he's a, and he's, well, he's being obvious and he's a very the rational revolution was, was, uh, well, I like him for the rational revolution. Yeah. It's a good idea. It was but, shut but down. I mean, but again, I, I'm just asking the questions. By now, if you look what happens by now, honestly, yeah. we see a genocide. I mean, different methods, whether we take the number of reported deaths uh, from the from the injections and multiply them by the on the reporting factor of 41 that was once calculated mm -hmm. by the CDC or Denis Rancourt. I don't know whether he know him, a Canadian uh, uh, physician. Who, uh, who was who, re he, who really did interdisciplinary research? He's now a professor emeritus. He calculated 13 million deaths from the excess mortality, and then there is Mark Skidmore, an American uh, economist, who did another method, a kind of survey, and he got uh, 330,000 deaths in the U.S. So three different methods result in the same amount of about of more than 10 more than 10 million injection deaths i mean this is a genocide yeah. i mean honestly i mean if we I, I always was peaceful and calm but we have to speak loud and we have to speak ever more loudly uh, unless uh, until this is finished let, let me go. I agree. Let, let me go. <laughs> I, I don't want to get you in trouble, but she, she, I, came, she came running in here to get get in with you. No, I and, yeah, I'm I'm talking. I'm, I'm again. My job is to sort of. No, I know, I know, know, Drew, what your job is, yeah. but I'm not a medical professional, but I'm also a rational human no, being. No, I understand, but Doctor Bender's been attacked from all sides, and if somebody doesn't ask tough questions, he's just going to continue to no, get attacked. No, I mean, attacked. I was thinking the same thing, but you, you, and I know you always do that. That's the important thing. We want to make sure that. Everybody understands, you know, the psychology, but but he, everything he said is exactly what Kelly we, talks about. We have heard. We, we have been so, Sergeant Bender. We've been interviewing a lot of the names you've heard and you've spoken of. That then we've heard these things, you know, repeatedly, and, and are very concerned about it. I, and I'm. He just I, did the whole thing in one synopsis. The problem I'm having. 
Go ahead. The Sorry. Was whether I never did something wrong. So the, the, the criminal investigation in me, uh, against me that could have been suspended after one hour, it was, it was suspended yeah. after 15 months. So, of course, that the journalist Jeez. would always write, oh, this Dr. Binder, hey, blathering corona nonsense, he's an insane criminal. Uh, and and, yeah. and I, I never told something wrong. Everything I told was scientifically mm. evidence-based. So they do, could not really harm me. After, after I was released, of course, I continued to work in my practice. And we are flooded with patients, of course, now that have lost their, their trust in the existing health healthcare system, in their GPs, and we are flooded with patients. It is, it is uh, mm. extreme. Mm. I lost some elderly patients. That who could not believe that the Swiss public broadcaster, whom we are obliged to pay one Swiss franc per day, so that we informed objectively that they are lied by the public broadcaster, and that Dr. Binder tells the truth. But these are maybe maybe one or two dozen elderly patients, and currently we are flooded with with patients, uh, especially also with injection injured patients. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We've certainly seen our share. Yeah, of that. your business probably is booming yeah. since the vaccine. So, you know? so let me just though Jeez. let me go back up a little bit. I'm going to jump on to, into your bandwagon for a second and, and just talk about the diagnosis you received. So, you were given a diagnosis of bipolar one, correct? Is that the yes, diagnosis? Yes, true. I never had a psychiatric right, Hold on. So, so, so hold on. Right, right. So, I'm going to back you up on this. I'm, I want people to understand that. Bipolar one is something that comes on in late adolescence, early adulthood. It doesn't come in a middle age or how old are you, Dr. Binder? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 61. I will be 62 in September. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's only, I, I worked on psychiatric hospital for 30 years and there was, you, you bipolar disorder does not begin in the sixties. It, it, it can, features of it can emerge from drug use, Head injury and stroke. I'm guessing not, none of those apply to you, correct? No, no. <laughs> right, no. right. And so, and so, the fact that they gave you a diagnosis with no family, no family history, no antecedent history is un unthinkable. It's disgusting, and that you know, again, that is speaks of incompetence as well as delusion. So uh, you know, I, I got your back on this. I, I understand uh, that the the the, the outrageousness add, from I mean, my standpoint. Thank you very much. Go ahead. It's very kind, and I cannot. I mean, I worked until the day of my arrest, and I worked from day one after after when I was released. If I was if I had mania, I would not be capable to to work as a no. As a doctor. No, of course, of course, this, of course, alone. Of course, now it is wrong. I'm going to be generous to the people that were evaluating you and say, okay, maybe he had cyclothymia and got excited and got overly and you know overly. Uh, I'll use the word aggressive in his some of the things he was saying. That is not illegal and that's not a psychiatric problem. Not one requiring medication or, or hospitalization. That's for sure. And I and I I'm saying that just to be generous to those guys. Did I'm they not, take I'm you off of you Twitter? Of did you lose Twitter or did you stay on Twitter? Yeah, sure. Well. Uh, after this, of course, uh, maybe you know, I was also part of these 22 life scientists who, who uh, did this external peer review of the Corman-Drosten protocol in November 2020. 
that had 10 based this, this recipe for the RT-PCR test had 10 major flaws. There were uh, conflicts of interest. The peer review lasted less than 24 hours. This also was a joke. Then I became a member of Doctors mm. for COVID ethics. Yeah. We wrote our first open letter to the EMA, the European Medical Agency, the the, the, the drug regulator of the EU mm-hmm. in, in March 2021. And there we predicted, first, first of all, Professor Emeritus Sucharit Bhakti, the German microbiologist, you certainly know, we predicted almost everything that would happen with these injections. And we demanded that, that, these, uh, that the approval would be immediately withdrawn. And I posted this on March 30. 2021, and I was banned from Twitter without any warning until uh, Elon Musk reinstated me this January. Okay, so Susan, as you expected, that that uh, did happen. shocking, shocking, it's yeah. shocking. shocking. Yeah, it's all shocking. It's awful. It makes me sick in my stomach. Uh, I, I'm just trying to understand it with great clarity because it is such. It's we got to examine all these things that happened during this insanity, uh, and and we have to be really clear on what happened, what it was, and I'm I'm really looking now to start. I'm starting to think that if we don't have people that apologize or who do take more aggressive action against those people who were so at ease and harming other people, uh, I. I don't know. I, I just think we have to kind of. That's why I asked you early on about lawsuits and things. I've I've always had this feeling that the courts may be the place this all gets sorted out. Is that is that kind of thing still going on with you? Well, for the moment, I'm I'm not doing anything. I I think in the end, it's the populace who, who must end this on the streets. It, it's civil disobedience. I mean, we just must say no if they come again with with such a incredible uh, vaccine. If they come back with the mask, we must just say them, no, we do not comply. And and, and we must gain, of course, the, the, the police as well. There are many great people in the police. Most are brave mm-hmm. people, nice, kind, good people. We must educate them as well. And of course, if, 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 if the government loses the support of the police and of the army, they, they will become a problem. Maybe one, one important thing I can add, it is important that the people realize that not only these jabs against SARS-CoV-2 are dangerous, it is the whole modified RNA platform that must be forbidden for humans and for animals. And the reason is simple. It can be explained so that every lay person can understand it. There are two basic flaws in this platform. The first flaw is that we inject the construction plan for a, for, for a protein foreign to the body without having any control which cells produce it, in what amount, and for how long. So already the individual effective dose is unknown. I mean, this alone would be reason that they should never have been approved. approved. I mean, Paracelsus said in the 16th century, it's the dose that makes the poison. And the other fundamental flaw is the autoimmune attack against the foreign protein expressing and then presenting cells. Our our fundamental principle of our immune system is to recognize foreign. If, if If it recognizes foreign, it does not negotiate, 
do you come in peace or are you evil? It just shoots and thinks then. So these cells are destroyed. If these are muscle cells, this would not be a problem. They can regenerate. But if these are heart muscle cells or brain cells, they cannot regenerate. They are damaged. And this autoimmune-like attack against the, pro the foreign protein producing, expressing, and presenting cells is very similar to transplant rejection. It is important that we must forbid the whole modified RNA vaccine platform. That is, a, that is an interesting construct of thinking it is, uh, uh, really would be sort of transplant versus host disease. That's very interesting. So, so yeah, and to be, and I got to tell you, some of the stuff I've seen from vaccine injury kind of feels like that. So it's kind of, it, it rings sort of true to me. I, I'm going to do some more thinking on yeah, that. Because, My great fear is, as. It is proven by the yeah. and my great my great fear is is very similar to transplant rejection. Yeah, Sorry. I, I I hear you. What you're talking about? You're, what you're? Oh, so you're saying it's actually the transplant tissue being rejected? I'm saying there's a thing called transplant versus host disease. I don't know if you've ever seen that, where having the transplant in causes an autoimmune attack on the body. This has that kind of quality about it. Um, uh, but but let me just say that it's more host against crop. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Uh, just I'm just thinking about the cases of vaccine injury I've seen. In fact, I'm going to bring some on for you guys that are listening, some vaccine injured people to talk about their experience, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And I want you guys on Restream and um, and uh, Rumble Rants. You're all over the place. I don't understand what you're angry or not angry about. Uh, we're trying to back up uh, what Dr. Bender is saying here and, and uh, clarify his story so people can't get at him in ways where there could be weaknesses if we were not really narrowing down exactly what happened to him. But my fear is that all of this is a warm-up for a CO2 shelter-in-place panic. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm fearful that they're going to use the same techniques again in some other crazy way. I guess it's MRSA now. Non-pandemic, or, you know, it's going to be Marburg... Whatever, or CO two, or Not uh, something. They're going to keep using this technique, and it is we have to really, as you were saying, not succumb to it. The hard, the unfortunate thing is, maybe there is a day when we need to collectively respond with fear. I, I don't, I don't know. I think the risk is far greater that they would be manipulating us than we would actually need to respond with fear. With fear, Dr. Bender, I have to wrap up, so I'll let you uh, sort of have final word right here, and then we have to go. Yeah, well, first it is the duty of us doctors. I mean, if you if you did not stand against this until now, please, my fellow doctors, the longer you wait, the more guilty you will become. Please remember, first do no harm, or the more modern version is the Geneva Declaration of the World Medical Association. I will not use my medical knowledge to violate civil liberties and human rights, even under threat. So I was under threat. I survived. Do not panic. They could not destroy me three years ago. They cannot destroy you. We are networked globally now. If they come after you, we are there. We help you. There will be a huge public outcry. Don't be afraid to go public. Help to stop this insanity now. 
I, I think I think uh, the word courage has come off my lips many times, and I never expected in my lifetime for the, for the words freedom and courage to be so commonly a, an, at issue, but uh, they are an issue of our time, and I, and I agree with you. People do need to speak up. It is kind of an extraordinary, extraordinary time. Uh, the I, I, there is a pandemic of cowards. There is a pandemic of cowards. This is the main problem. Yeah, and and I am watching uh, our, your comments on restream. They they want you back, so I hope I can prevail upon you to come back again sometime soon to kind of continue our conversation and update things and maybe get more into the weeds on some of the things uh, as it pertains to vaccine. Because you you and I are going to differ a little bit on stuff, um, but that's what makes things interesting as far as I'm concerned. I always called uh, you know alternative uh, you know even way far outlying ideas. I found I always called those interesting, not misinformation. They were just interesting, and I am firmly of the opinion that exposing people to as much interesting information as possible, the less paranoid, the less siloed, the more open they are the better thinking they'll be the idea that you can't handle the truth is disgusting to me you can handle the truth you just got to listen figure it out take your time be patient and um, i hope this conversation today helped add to that and dr binder i thank you and hopefully we'll have you back sometime soon i thank you dr drew thank you very much cheers sir We'll have that corona sometime about the corona. And so, and so again, uh, you guys know that I'm developing actively my vaccine concerns and considerations. I have ceased vaccinating my older patients, although they're all vaxxed and boosted and double boosted and bivalent boosted, and everybody's done just fine. And it's been to their advantage that in that group, what I've always been concerned about was in younger people where I've seen a lot of vaccine injury and I don't know what we were doing, what we were preventing. The Omicron is so mild in that age group. And can't we get to that? Don't we understand that now? Now, I'm not saying that in pregnant women and in babies, there can't be bad situations and in the immunosuppressed, of course. But generally for the average person to push vaccine hard, still hard for me to understand, especially when so many countries now are stopping the vaccine mandate, Switzerland being the latest. And uh, although Dr. He said Dr. it's probably not true. It's probably fake no, news. No, no, he's concerned that they're, they haven't rescinded the authorization. He wants oh. the whole thing taken down. That's a different issue than just not recommending. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for people to leave it in the hands of the individual physicians and not push so hard. Well, I love that you're his age and you guys have so much wealth of knowledge in medicine yep. over the years and history. Yep. And also, you know, we had parents that lived another generation ahead of us that would be you know just freaked out by this whole thing too oh so gosh. it's just nice to hear and somebody be the voice of reason but also from an intellectual side and a medical side i mean a cardiologist is a smart guy you know what i mean yes these are and not this is not somebody who gets right. in your heart no that, that's, good at what they do that's exactly the point this guy was vilified and crushed and put in imprisoned and called names and given diagnoses so, just, i just, mean if you can't no get him on anything else that, there's no throw him in the even, loony bin. even though he might have been kind of wild and aggressive on online there's no possibility that's the point i was making unless he'd had a stroke drugs or a head injury which he had none of so the possibility <laughs> of bipolar one presenting at age 62 is just not not just doesn't happen like that lsd so, yeah yeah that can do it but but it's <laughs> but not yeah, that's not his deal i'm assuming All right, not so here's the deal um we're gone the rest of the week today uh this week as of today and we'll be back uh monday susan is that correct yes or are we going to do tuesday 
We're going to do Oh, no, no Monday, because um, remember, we go again, guys. at a oh, wedding. Okay, so April 18th, <laughs> so we're back with <laughs> Naomi Wolf. Here we go. This is our ritual. Every okay, show. we're going to go now. Uh, April 18th with, <laughs> with uh, Naomi Wolf, no, April I, 25th. Malhantra comes back, Robert Malone, 26th. And then, of course, that next Wednesday, the 19th, we have uh, Kelly Victory back in. We'll have we'll, some great things we'll during the week of next week, too. I do want to do a call show with her at some time, so that might be the one, so we'll see. All right, everybody, we are have to catch a plane, so we appreciate you stopping by early. We'll see you uh, on the next show, which is a week from today. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Oh.